Good morning. Today is Tuesday, December 8th, 2020. Some of our heroes in the Torah have a descriptive word associated with their name. Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe, our teacher. Make sense? Ima Rachel, or Mama Rachel. Rachel, our mother, our matriarch. Aharon HaKohen. Aaron, the priest, the Kohen. Now, it's interesting that there is no instruction anywhere to call them by these names, and these names are not even mentioned anywhere in the Torah itself. Somehow, Jewish tradition has adopted these words of description together with these individuals. And there's one more that comes from our Parsha, Yosef HaTzadik, Yosef the Righteous. Now, when we look at this sweep of Yosef's life, it's not immediately obvious why that particular description is accurate. The Righteous. At the beginning of our Parsha, Yosef appears as a 17-year-old boy, somewhat arrogant, coddled as the favorite son of his father, criticizing his brothers, doesn't seem to be in the category of tzaddik. Of course, a terrible thing happens. He is sold into slavery. He ends up in Egypt, and then he ends up as the ruler, second in command of of Mitzrayim, of Egypt, overseeing this vast bureaucracy of being able to withstand a famine. Doesn't necessarily seem like a tzaddik so much. The title actually comes from a narrative at the end of our Parsha this week, Vayeshev, The Torah tells us that after he is sold as a slave, he eventually is sold as a servant in Egypt, and he works in the home of an aristocrat named Potiphar. And the Torah tells us that Potiphar's wife is attracted to Yosef, and Yosef is tempted by that physical attraction, but the Torah says, He refuses, he withstands that temptation. And for that reason, based on this narrative, we refer to Yosef for all time as Yosef Hatzadik, Yosef the Righteous. The first first thing to learn from that is the definition of a tzaddik. The definition of a righteous person is not one who is so holy and pure as to never be tempted. And if that were the case, then almost no one would ever qualify. But rather, we learn that a tzaddik, a person who is considered righteous, is one who is tempted, who would like to give in to whatever that temptation is, and withstands that temptation. And by the way, that puts becoming exotic within our reach. I'm sure 
All of us have temptations and urges to do certain things. And when we hold ourselves back from that, especially when it is something serious, then that's when we earn the title of tzaddik, of righteous. But how did Yosef do it? And again, let's understand this is a practical question because since becoming a tzaddik is within the reach of all of us, how do we do it when we are faced with temptation, any temptation? So Rashi, famous medieval commentator, shares a very important insight and it's something that's extremely practicable, practical. Rashi says at the moment that he was tempted to engage in this affair with the wife of Potiphar, he saw in his mind's eye the image of his father. Remember, at this time, he was far away from his father. He had not seen his father in a long time. But at that moment, he was able to conjure in his mind's eye the image of his father. And he was able to think to himself, what would my father want me to do? And of course, he was able to act on that to withstand that immoral temptation. <clears throat> Sivan Rahab Meir points out the depth of this lesson because every parent deep down knows or will learn this truth. We will not always be next to our children to give them a hand. We will not always be able to say to our children directly, this is permitted, this is not permitted. Real parenting is not when we speak to them directly. It's our influence over our children over the years. Because in the end, as parents and grandparents, we have to let go. We have to trust them and let them move on on their own. And then the real test of our parenting will show itself what do they take from the years where we were instructing them directly. In a moment of crisis and doubt, Yosef recalls his mother and his father. He recalls their values, their home, and that served for him as a moral compass. The test of education and the test of parenting is not when parents are around. It's when they become an image in the mind's eye of their children and grandchildren that their children and grandchildren can recall in critical moments of moral choice. And that image that stays with a child is very likely not to be just what we say, but what we do. Rabbi Samson Rafal Hirsch writes about this. He says, Our child watches us when we walk and hears us when we talk, and so he learns to walk and talk. Aggressive parents will not be able to educate their children to be patient. 
irritable parents will not be able to educate their children to be a pleasant character. Sneaky people will not be able to educate their children to have innocence and integrity. All the lectures given do not make an impression on the child as much as the living example that he sees with his parents and his teachers. We must instruct, and more importantly, we must model for our children and our grandchildren what it means to be moral, to live with an awareness of God's constant presence, to resist inappropriate actions which tempt us. And we have to do that so that we can continue to influence them when they are no longer in our physical proximity. And that is one of the most important ways that we have to become a tzaddik and one of the most important things we can do to help our children and our grandchildren to become a tzaddik as well. To learn the lesson of Yosef HaTzaddik, Yosef the Righteous. My friends, I want to wish you a great day and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.